Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Causey Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Causey, and I'm also the owner of Causey Consulting, which you can find online anytime at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. My guest today is Marlena Comston. She's the founder and managing partner of Harlow Recruiting near Tulsa, Oklahoma. Marlena is a senior talent acquisition strategist and is taking this time during the pandemic to assist professionals in the energy industry by reviewing their resumes, offering revisions as they are needed, and continuing to connect them to opportunities both within the energy industry and outside of the industry. Marlena recruits nationwide and is both a representative to candidates seeking a position as well as partnering with clients across the nation. Marlena is involved with Oilfield Connections International and recently added to the board of the Tulsa Oilfield Connections chapter as their talent acquisition strategist and media specialist. Marlena holds a bachelor's degree from OU in organizational leadership and is excited to join us today on the podcast. So Marlena, welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate the invitation. You bet. Well, I would love to know more about your own entrepreneurial journey. So tell us about how you got started. Certainly. In uh, 2014, I had a friend of mine present an opportunity to me. And he said, I have a company that is looking for an office manager and they would like to be able to, you know, see if you could help them. And I said, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm always connecting people. Anyway, long story short is... Harlow Recruiting was born, and once I had found them an office manager, they were absolutely thrilled with uh, who I had found for them, and it just started from there, and over the next six months, uh, it just grew, and then the industry, as we know, started to take a slump, Mm -hmm. and uh, sold my home, moved to Oklahoma City for a period of time, and then moved back to Tulsa, which is home, the surrounding area. And, uh, you know, it's been a blessing and it's been um, sometimes it's crazy and other times it's just better than I could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. That's very well said. Yes. (laughs) How would you describe the process of working for yourself in recruitment? Well, uh, I'll tell you, first of all, in recruitment, there is so much competition. Yes. And I think that you have to decide what your own niche is. And for me, I work out of my home. You know, I, I'm that person that's in the sundress and flip-flops and drinking a cup of coffee on the front porch and go back in and get started with my emails and contact my clients. And, you know, I'm always having professionals contact me, especially during this time. So, you know, it's just finding out where your place is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's very well said. And I I love that too. There's nothing quite like that freedom of being able to go out on the front porch and enjoy the sunrise with a cup of hot tea or hot coffee and not be rushing off somewhere in the morning commute. It's true. It's true. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I just, I get to decide who I want to work with. You know, I get to decide, you know, if I want to go and do a bunch of networking, if Mm -hmm. I want to go knock on doors. And just being your own boss is, it's so much freedom. And, you know, you have to learn the, we we have to learn um, discipline uh, within our time management and really decide just how big do we want to go? You know, how do we monetize it? And Mm -hmm. then we reach out to 
different people to help us and the stepping stones along the way. Amen. Well, you and I are both in Northeast Oklahoma, which is most certainly oil and gas country. The energy sector is certainly a part of a backbone of industry here in in this part of the world. What are you seeing in the energy sector right now? Well, the good news is, uh, you know, as soon as it slumps, it does start to come back up. I know my husband works for a large company. He's been there consistently 24 years in hydraulics engineering, mm-hmm. has never experienced a layoff. And I tell him all the time, like, honey, you don't even know what the real world is like. You know? <laughs> like I, I know this. One of the most fabulous reservoir engineers that I know in this area, he had four jobs within five and a half years, you know, just top notch mm-hmm. you know, guy. He didn't want that, but it's like join one company and they have a layoff and he joined another one and they couldn't afford him anymore after a while. And it's just it's just not fun. So I know my husband's in a, a different place than most people. But what I'm seeing is, especially, of course, with the pandemic. There are so many companies that have closed their doors, Mm -hmm. but the good news is, is that I am here to help guide them and consult with them to help them think outside of the box. For one thing, one of the first questions I ask them is outside of our industry, what is your passion? Yeah. And that's something that, okay, we know, Sarah, that those of us that have worked in the industry Mm -hmm. have been very spoiled. (laughs) <laughs> We've usually had, you know, uh, wonderful salaries way beyond what other industries are and all of the bonuses and, you know, just all of the perks. And um, we have to think about the fact that this is no longer what it's going to be. Yeah. At least for a time. So what is your passion? I know one man that started, I spoke about this in a post yesterday on LinkedIn, when he was laid off in 2014. He thought outside of his box, and he started a construction company. Oh, cool. And here we are. Yeah. Six years later, fantastic petroleum engineer, uh, probably in the 35 to 40 range at the time. I think he's probably 40 now, actually. And he has all the business he can handle. So he did exactly that. He stepped outside of himself for a moment, thought about what his skills were, thought about what he'd like to do. Married, has three or four children. And he started his own thing. Another man started his own landscaping business. And even if it's a bridge job, mm-hmm. I talked to professionals about a bridge job. Uh, I know of one man that uh, internationally, he has gone to work for a grocery store chain. Uh, and it certainly doesn't pay what he was used to making, but he's got money coming in. Right. And he's actually enjoying it. And then he knows at some point he'll be able to return. You know, I did have, this is an interesting thing. I had a professional ask me recently, like, what's that going to look like on my resume if Mm. I've gone to work for, for instance, a grocery store chain? Well, here's the deal. Hiring managers and we recruiters, we know what's going on. Like, we should completely understand. For one, you and I both know that hiring came to almost a halt. Mm -hmm. I think just now, Sarah, we're starting to see that um, turn up. You know, there are there is still hiring going on and there are companies nationwide that never stopped. But it's 
a professional needs to every single day be on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. looking at job openings, go out there even to Indeed.com, go out there to ZipRecruiter, go out there to the websites of companies that they want to work for. And then uh, with that, I will say one of the top things in the past year I've learned one company in particular tell me that they rarely go into their database of resumes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it's in your area, by the way. Uh, close to you. But what they were big on was employee referrals. Mm-hmm. So what I'm also telling professionals is you make sure once I have reviewed your resume and done a revision for you um, and we check out your LinkedIn profile and get that top notch too then you be sure to be sending your resumes around to your different peers and companies and asking them to send them to their HR department. Uh, It can be a Mm win-win-win. Usually they'll get a bonus for that, whether it's $500 or $1,000 or something. The candidate will get a job, at least possibly, and then the company would get a great employee. So, Yeah, everybody wins. Yes. Yeah, I think it also speaks to transferable skills, thinking about things that you've done in the energy sector that you could apply somewhere else. And then, you know, also deliberate creation. I'm a big fan of this idea of sitting down with pen and paper and thinking about if I could could create anything I wanted, whether it's a job in a company, whether I'm an intrapreneur, an entrepreneur, I'm working for myself, you know, what what would that look like? If I took all the limits off, I didn't worry about the money, I didn't worry about was it possible and start immediately talking myself out of it. So I think it's cool, like the example you're using of the person that started his own construction firm. I mean, I'm sure he's probably extremely happy and, and might be yes. more excited now doing that than he was when he was plugged in. And a firm. <laughs> well, you know what? He's not getting laid off anywhere. In fact, he's got more business than he can handle last time I talked to him. God, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if someone has been laid off and mm-hmm. they're scared, <clears throat> it, right. that is a, definitely a very scary and frightening thing for someone to have to go through. What is the first thing that you recommend that they do? Right. Well, I've certainly spoken to many. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if the word for some of them was scared other than I think they felt kind of hopeless. Yeah. Like, you know, they've been, let's say, for instance, working as an engineer, making X amount of dollars, and they're used to that money coming in. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, sure, they may have gotten a severance package, which is a good thing. Some people haven't. Yeah. So I know that, of course, unemployment is out there, which many have done. Many, many, many have done that. And that's one thing to go ahead and start on if that is the avenue that, you know, is there for you. And then I think it is. It's that moment to get quiet and to realize what you were just speaking of. What value do I have? Mm -hmm. One, what do I want to do? If I can't work within the industry right now, what do I have in transferable skills that I can do? Uh, one petroleum engineer in Houston, she is now working in data management. No, it wasn't exactly what she wanted to do, but she is earning an income mm-hmm. uh, in a consulting position, you know, like a contract position. And then she is continuing to look for a full-time position. And I recently was able to help her. And 
she she would probably be able to share that she has felt scared. Like, is there ever going to be a place for me? That I think, one, just as a human being, we have to realize that we have value and that we haven't been forgotten, though it sometimes feels like mm-hmm. the entire universe forgot us. And, um, and uh, then just begin to take steps towards and what I will offer, you know, is what I have been offering that I'm here uh, to help review that resume. And, you know, we'll look at it and decide um, what are your transferable skills? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you interested in moving towards? And um, then also we'll do a full search on if there's anything out there nationwide available to so many people are having to reconsider um, like relocation. Mm-hmm. People get very accustomed to being where they are. Yes. You know, they're in Houston. They love it. That's where family is. And then they're having to think outside of that box again and think Denver. And um, my client right now that I'm looking for a senior environmental um, scientist and engineer, it's in Montana. Uh, not everyone wants to move to Montana. Uh, <laughs> I might. <laughs> there you go. There, there, there are people that do. And let me tell you, it's a fantastic job with a wonderful client of mine. And um, there are people that are willing to, but there are certainly people that are like, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, Montana, Montana. And it, they'd feel the same way if it were in Denver, you know. So, again, just continuing to realize that life is different than it was two months ago or four months ago. You know, there's quite a few people that have been laid off and been out of work for a year. Mm-hmm. And they are ready. You know, they're ready. And I'd have to say, if it's been a year, it's time. And I've been saying no stone unturned. Mm-hmm. It is time to. <laughs> Absolutely. Think outside of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, most definitely. Yes. If, if it's been a significant length of time, it's, it's definitely, I, I've, I've heard a quote, uh, and I think it's based on a scripture that is, you must do what the crisis demands. There's a time when you just sort of have to put aside maybe what you envisioned life was going to be like, or if, if I could, if I could cherry pick everything from a wish list, this is exactly how I would imagine that it was going to be. There's times when you have to put the wish list aside and say, I've got to do what the crisis demands. And if that means that I drive for Uber or I consider relocation, whatever it is I need to do to have the financial freedom that I want or just the ability to pay my bills and and to not ruin my credit or declare bankruptcy. I mean, there's, there's times when we have to just put, put on the, put on the work boots and do what the crisis demands. Yes. And you know, Sarah, something that I've seen over even my own life is, and I've shared this with, with several is the fact that for some reason, whenever we're struggling, Whenever we're going through a valley, that's really and truly where we learn the most. Yes. You know, when when we've been at the top of our game, I feel like I've said that several times, but when we've been at the top of our game, making the most money we've ever made, having the most vacation Mm -hmm. we've ever been given, guess what? Not really thinking that anything's going to go wrong. I spoke to a young engineer um, from Houston that had been working internationally, and he said, Marlena, 
I'll tell you this, the next job I get, he said I was making crazy money in the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. And now it ended. And he goes, you know what? I didn't plan for my future and my yeah. family's future. He said, let me tell you, the next job I get, I will be stashing some cash where if I'm ever in this situation again, I will have some comfortability in knowing I can take care of my family. So, you know, there's scripture about that, too, about, you know, the ants, they prepare, Mm -hmm. you know, they're stashing, they're stashing food for the winter. And uh, I think that's a really good thing for us to remember that so that we'll never be in that situation again. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. And and I I think it was maybe two or three weeks ago, I published a blog post and I quoted uh, Simon Cowell, feel free to laugh, but uh, Simon talking about his own failure when he went bankrupt Mm -hmm. and he was talking about buying into his own hype. He got into this mentality of thinking the money train is always going to be rolling in. I'm never going to make a bad pick. Every, every musician, every artist, every band that I say is going to make it, they're going to make it. They're going to go platinum. And I'm just going to, the money is just going to rain down forever. And it was when he bought into his own hype and assumed that the easy money was just going to flow in forever and ever. That was really when he hit rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then that's when we look up, you know, yeah. when we're on the mountaintop, mm-hmm. pretty much. We just are looking straight ahead. We're not necessarily looking down or looking up. We're just happy to be on the mountaintop. Mm-hmm. But then when it's time and we're at that, the bottom of it, we're looking up thinking, how do I get back up there? So, mm-hmm. well, speaking of which, what are some of the top <clears throat> mistakes that you see when someone is out there looking for a job? What are some of the top mistakes that you see people making? I would say the first one is don't become bitter. Yeah. I interviewed a lady about six months ago that had lost her job, uh, you know, in the Tulsa area. And She walked in and she was just bitter. It was all over her. Mm. She said, you know, I'll never make that money again. I was probably making more than I should have. Mm. And I had to share with her. I said, you know, I have to tell you, I could not possibly put you in front of a hiring manager because they're going to pick up the same thing I am. Yeah. So, you know, just here's the deal. This is life. Sometimes it's tough. In fact, a lot of times it's tough. And don't allow bitterness to swallow you up because that will completely block you from any blessing coming your way. Mm -hmm. So get rid of that. And uh, I've talked to some that are and I've talked to others. Like I said, they, they feel hopeless. That too. You know what? If you're still breathing, there's still hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, get some paper out and start writing, uh, talking to yourself if you have to. And, deciding what you want to do. So mm-hmm. I think that's very well said. And and you're right that it, if we go into, it's amazing how much communication is actually nonverbal. And mm-hmm. when we go into an interview or a business meeting of some kind, and we're upset, we're carrying that bitterness with us. It's like it hangs all over us like a cloak that we're wearing. Right. And you know that I'm glad you brought that up that that too, just speaking of interviewing, you know, those of, uh, I'll just say those of you out there that that have been laid off, you know, when you have your first interview, don't go in just chomping at the bit and mm-hmm. be so anxious because I'm telling you, hiring managers and recruiters, we pick up on that. 
Um, even if we've never been trained to pick up on that, we do. We pick up that anxiety. We, and again, you just have to understand and know the value that you can bring a company. Because if you are nervous, you're anxious, you're desperate, mm-hmm. what kind of value are you going to bring in that mode? So just chill out, know your value, and when you walk into that interview with your wonderful resume of all of your career, be assured and be confident. You know, I've said before, confidence is one of the most beautiful things that you can have. Yes. Um, and and it is, you can see it when people walk in a room. You can see if they have it or not. Mm-hmm. Wise, wise words. I love it. Wise words from a wise lady in the industry. I, I oh, thank you. I absolutely appreciate it. And if somebody is listening to this podcast episode and they want they want some Marlena in their life, they what you're saying is resonating with them, and they want to find you. Where should they go online to do that? Sure, Sarah. They can reach me, and um, they can go to my website at harlowrecruiting.com. That's H-A-R-L-O-W, recruiting.com. They certainly can find me on LinkedIn. I accept all invites uh, internationally, and I certainly um, do some, you know, building up of confidence mm-hmm. with international candidates. I don't actually place them right now. I just don't have that right now in, in my wheelhouse, but some of them that are in college and going towards petroleum engineering, and I'm helping them to think outside of their own box. Also, my email is marlena at harlowrecruiting.com. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. A full disclosure for anybody listening that's not in the Northeast Oklahoma area, we it's summer. So we have had pollen thick in the air. And then now we've gone into this dry spell where it looks like we're in another dust bowl. So um, Marlena and I have been drinking water and coughing and clearing our sinuses. So if you hear this outside of green country and you're like, why, why do they keep coughing? What's going on with them? That's why. That's right. right. Welcome to Oklahoma. You got it. Well, thank you again, Marlena. I do appreciate you being here. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Sarah, so much. You bet. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Once again, my guest today was Marlena Compston. She's the founder and managing partner of Harlow Recruiting. If you'd like to visit her online, you can do so at harlowrecruiting.com. If you enjoyed the episode and you know somebody else who could benefit from it, please share it. If you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. Bye for now.